0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. This is your chance to learn how to take control of your creative career. We discuss the tactics and mindset it takes to elevate your skills and craft in any creative endeavor. Corbin, how'd I do there? Pretty good. You did pretty good. You did. You've done it better, but you did it pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a six or seven. Uh, everybody, we've got a brand new Patreon page. Corbin's trying to loosen me up for this and I can go loose. I'm trying to keep it tight because
1: I'll go real loose.
0: Yeah. Uh, we have a brand new Patreon page where you can support us, uh, help us create more great content. Um, but more importantly, please share and you know give us a review on the podcast so other people can find out about us. Uh, our audience is growing, which is exciting, especially over the holidays. Um, if you're listening to us on podcasts, check us out on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, give us a listen. And, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't judge where I am or Kimberly are. We're both at undisclosed locations, right? Kimberly, <laughs> yeah, our lighting right. is not our fault. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. Keep it top secret. Uh, once again, my name is John
1: Ruby. Uh, this is my main man. Corbin Goyle. Hey, everybody. Corbin, how'd you sleep? I slept pretty good. I was one of those dream states where I was in and out. <laughs> But it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Usually people just say fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Today we're
0: <laughs> excited to have the wonderful, fabulous, talented Kimberly Harris. Kimberly is a director, writer, and founder of First Hand Films. Kimberly, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. And congratulations on this. This is a very cool Thank you. thing.
0: Thank you, Kimberly. It is uh, it's a it's a, it's a labor of love, but I, I appreciate you saying that. And one of the wonderful things about it is we get to hang out with people like you. Um, so thank you for being here. You know, taking some time out of your day, Kimberly. We want to ask you and dive right in. You are full on a actor's director, right? You are. I mean, that's when I think of you. I think of that. What? Where? Where does that come from? It's a big question, but I want to see where you want to start with it because I think that's one of the one of my favorite things about knowing you. Oh,
2: thank you. Yeah, Yeah. I have so much respect for that actor's craft because that was my first passion. I, you know, I did my first play when I was six years old and then acted nonstop until about five years ago. And I would say that I was acting every single day. I also grew up with my parents are professors and scholars and academics. So rather than taking a traditional route um, of an actor, and you know, maybe finishing college and then just going into your supportive acting classes. I got my BA, then that wasn't enough. Then I got my MA, then that wasn't enough. Then I got my MFA, then that wasn't enough. I got another MFA, that wasn't enough. So it's just this constant diving into the craft of acting and practicing it and practicing it and practicing it. And- you know what that does do is just give you so much respect mostly in practice more than in studying but you know just for the the vulnerability it takes for the preparation it takes to really live a role and i so i know that myself i've done it i've succeeded i've failed i've risked so when i started when everything sort of morphed into directing, I really want to hold space for that. And also, I think it's a collaboration. I mean, great actors know their own impulses. And when they bring them, that is the music, right? That's the jazz. That's, I want to make sure that I have that collaboration because it's just going to lift everything up. So, you know, a lot of it is just really understanding quite profoundly what actors are doing.
1: Do do you find, is there like a phrase or a fun thing you like to use every time when you take off your director's cap and then you put it in, you go into acting mode when you're talking to an actor? Like, is there some way that you communicate very uh, effectively every time or is it kind of just different depending on the script?
2: Well, it's interesting. I mean, I've I've directed a lot of, you know, it's project by project and it's, and each actor is different. So, you know, it really depends on the world that we're creating together and what they need, Mm -hmm. because, you know, some actors don't need a lot of communication. Mm -hmm. You know, we prep together, we get on the same page in a very specific way. And then, you know, some actors really lean on me and really want to talk a lot. and I So I like to stay flexible and open to what the moment, you know, requires.
1: Amazing. Yeah, you really are a director's actor. I love it. <laughs> You're just like listening. Like, it's so nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. When, 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 when actors audition for you, what are things you look for?
2: Hmm. Well, for me, the best advice that I could ever give an actor is to personally connect to the material. Mm. So, you know, when I'm in auditions, if I feel the actor, if I feel mm. that the actor is living the role, and if they're bringing their own perspective, um, and, you know, they understand the story very well, they understand the moments very well, they do that breakdown that is of course, as you know, required. But then if there's that moment of surprise and illumination about the material, you know, John, can I tell a story about you? <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> I've been waiting. It's been like, uh, we're yes. too far in without you telling a story. I've been waiting.
2: <laughs> um, well, I just remember, you know, I had the pleasure of working with you on our bi-coastal uh, reimagining a fool for love which mm-hmm. is still one of the, the best experiences i've had in theater i i loved that and you know i remember you know we auditioned so many people for that because it was such a big undertaking and i remember when you came in there was something about and I'll, i i really remember it in your eyes strangely The eyes are the mirrors to the soul actors, you know, I mean, really, especially in film, but really across the board, if someone's eyes are alive, it means that their inner life is engaged and there's a lot going on and the opposite. But I just remember you were doing a scene with, with May and it was like your heart broke. I could just feel it, but it wasn't played. It just occurred. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel, you know, such connection and empathy and also illuminated a kind of sensitivity for Mm -hmm. for that character, which I think, you know, was something that you brought. I mean, I wanted it. I would have encouraged it, but it's not necessarily on the page, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know, that he's this sort of tender person. It's on the page that he's not sophisticated. But the tenderness was something that, you know, for whatever reason you came to and you understood in that moment and that, yep. you know, that sent me over the edge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, th- well, thank you. I, I, I do remember that, uh, that, that audition specifically. And I think when you talk about that, it is, it is for, from, from your perspective, it's obviously, I always think it's like they need to fulfill the role and hopefully they bring something kind of special to it, you know, those two things. So it's like, I need that role fulfilled. And then that something special, you know, usually is kind of unique to that, that actor. If those two things happen, it's like, you know, you're in a, you're in a great, uh, great place. And what it's interesting, you say that Kimberly, because I remember in that audition specifically feeling a response from you of like, Oh, she's excited about what I'm doing. She's encouraging you know, and that's, I, I think that's one, that's one of the things I try also to remind actors is like, know that the, the, the casting, the direct, they want you to be awesome. They want you to be amazing. And, and sometimes it's hard to know and feel that if like they're grumpy or they're hungry or they're, you know, they're seeing a lot of people or they don't have the time in a sense, but, but they really, they do most, most times when I've been on the casting side, you know, they, they want you to, 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 they want to get excited, you know? And so I love hearing that Kimberly, because the fact that you were like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This is an actor I want to work with. I felt that, which was really, which was really cool. And it helped, you know, I think, um, you know, when, if you get a redirect or even if it's just the audition that helps fuel an an actor. So they know, okay, because, Mm. you know, Kimberly, I'm also thinking it's really challenging now with a lot of people that have self tapes or doing things at home. You don't really know if you're heading in the right direction right i mean you, you you kind of do but but it, it helps when you've got that person to person you know and i think that's one thing that that you're really really great at what for you kimberly has kind of opened up your senses how do you get so like connected and in tune i feel like that's one thing like even with what corbin asked you know you mentioned some interesting words of like risk and illuminating what what for you kind of you know has kind of raised your senses or your radar you know for directing and acting i'm curious
2: yeah. I mean, you know, speaking to actors first, I think, you know, what we want and is to believe you mm. in the role. And that's, you know, that is a venture of mind, body, spirit, all coming together. Right. And voice and imagination. I mean, the actors work again, going back to, you know, actors respecting what they're doing and also, you know me having great respect for for the craft is that you're using yourself as your instrument so tuning everything and really asking all of the questions that the script poses to yourself mm. is going to align you with the role so you can fully live it and inhabit it and then when we you know, on the other side are watching you on Zooms, you know, when we, when we have these, um, you know, uh, breakdown auditions, I watch, I've watched hundreds of auditions on, on screen, you know, so what's going to break through is if I believe you in the role, and that's only going to happen if you believe you in the role. Mm. So in, in terms of, um, you know, tuning up for that, I, am I mean, for me, yoga and meditation is very helpful. I, um, I just spent four days on a yoga meditation retreat and they even made us unplug. So I didn't even have myself, yeah. <laughs> but we're so addicted in this yeah. culture yeah. to going outside of ourselves for, you know, mm. gratification and the actor has to be able to, you know, make contact with what's actually going on with you. You have to have that skill set, you know, that's, that's something. So anything you can do breathing, of course, I mean, very, the most profound things sound very simple, but really getting in touch with your breath and really first and foremost, asking yourself, what's going on with me today? How do I actually feel? you know, and instead of, you know, compartmentalizing, like you have to do in the real world all the time, before you go into your work, you want to get in tune with yourself, because then you'll be fully bringing yourself to whatever is going on with you. So I like you know, um, yoga and meditation because it forces you into the moment, into silence, into connecting with your breath. Um, and you know, reading, reading, reading. I think reading as much as you can is great advice for for actors. You know, reading to yourself, reading out loud, reading screenplays, reading with friends, reading plays. And I had a mentor tell me early on, um, connect to the love, connect mm-hmm. to the love. So what do you love and what does your character love? What does my mm-hmm. character love? Even if they're a serial killer, what do they love? Mm-hmm. Because love is a really engaging energy and it kind of does something to you.
0: Totally. And, and there's a, there's a couple things in there to unpack. One is when you mentioned simple, simple does not mean easy. I love that, Kimberly. Simple does not mean easy, right? <laughs> In fact, sometimes simple can Usually be Usually the opposite. Usually the yeah. opposite. Yeah. And so I think that's a that's a wonderful thing to remember. Of like, yeah, sometimes the simple things, and connecting with the love is great because the other thing I like about that is it makes, um, it makes it active. So I think sometimes there's certain things where we we make passive choices, or we we can get passive, or we can get you want to respond, but, but if you're always responsive, you want to figure out. And so going from like the place of, of lo- what do you love makes that, that character or that actor active, which I think is great. Cause then you're going towards something. You
2: know? Yeah. And I, I really want to uh, piggyback off of that because I think the thing I find myself teaching as much as anything is urgency. Mm. That urgency really breaks through.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, what are your stakes and how can you turn them up? We can always turn them down. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Okay. But
2: if you're dropped in and you're plugged in and you're going for something that you need really specifically and, and, you know, turning it up all the way, that's going to break through. No, one's paying money to see a bunch of people being casual. Don't be yeah. casual. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you're, you're told. And, and Kimberly, one of the things I just found recently that I love is like the stuff we hide in life is the stuff we should use as actors.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred so, percent. Right.
0: So a lot of the stuff out there where we're like, I can't get angry at my boss. I can't do this. I can't show shame. I can't show embarrassment or whatever those things are like that. That's the stuff. Actually, that's like the gold with what you're talking about. It's casual out there. We have to keep it casual to like, you know, get through our days. But when you're working on the craft, I think that's a great, what you were saying is a great point of, yeah, no one wants to watch, you know, I always say like people make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in real time. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, maybe there's a couple people, but it's just not, there's nothing that's not exciting. Yeah, exactly. There's no drama. But think
2: about that. If Joaquin is yeah. making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in real time, yeah. what's going to actually be going on? <laughs>
0: that's true you know what I mean actually he I would watch him I would watch him
2: you know what I mean (laughs) because he's so somehow he's gonna find the urgency
0: That's true yeah I always
2: tell actors be polite off you know before action be polite to each other but Mm -hmm. do not be a polite actor Mm. you know let your your um, fear of what other people are going to think of you your politeness your manners go Right. Cor-
0: Corbin, I want to ask you a question, which usually doesn't happen. Cause I love that Kimberly Corbin, when you first started out, I feel like that was one of the things that you were like figuring out how to get to that, that line. Right. Mm-hmm. And like creeping towards it and stuff. So what was kind of on your journey, finding that and like crossing into that
1: threshold? It's, how did it, Yeah. It, it's funny that you say, I was, you? I was thinking, thinking that I was going back to the f- moment I was like, you know, I was f- playing with acting. I was like doing okay. And I was just like, I don't know. I'm not hitting it. I don't know what that is. And then there was a moment where it was an angry scene and there was a chair and you you told me you're just like just get angry and i just basically was like fuck it and i just started <laughs> punching the chair just getting so mad and then went into the scene and it was just i didn't realize like that's what everybody wants everybody wants you just to kind of let loose and like kind of see the raw exactly what you're saying what's what you usually hide in in like life you, you want to see that on the on the screen and i remember that was the that was the dial for me so like whenever i rehearse i tried to figure out what the extreme is and like, Kimberly, like you said, just pull it back. Cause you always pull back those layers whenever you want, but it's the hard parts getting to that point. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my big moment. <laughs> it was just anger.
2: <laughs> well, only you can do that. Mm-hmm. And then it's a surprise, right? If you're trying to figure out some sort of stereotypical idea of what, okay, what do, what, you know, what does this casting director like, what does this casting director want? You're, you're giving your, creative power away and you're not in it you're not engaged but you know once you you know really ask yourself those questions and then respond to that you're in it and then turn it up and then your personal response to the material is going to be unique no one else is is going to do it that way
0: yeah. I love that. I, I, I call that a, an empowered actor, Kimberly. I mean, exactly. Like they've empowered themselves, you know, and then you're open to whatever kind of redirection or feedback, but you've brought in these strong, full, strong, full life you know, and to see where that goes. So this is, this is good. Cause this, this walks us close to uh, I know you, 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 you know, teach and have studied like Lee Strasberg and I know that gets connected with everyone throws around method acting. And I'm sure you've heard or talked about, I'm just curious your opinion on that or that world or when they're kind of lumped together, or if you lump them, you know, put them together. I know. I'm just curious. what your thoughts are on that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, no, I think every good actor is a method actor, but I'm also aware that it, it has connotations because I don't think people really understand what it is. I mean, let's go back. Like you were talking about, you know, um, behaving privately in public. That's Stanislavski. You know, that that's the private moment exercise, which I always, always do in my workshops because it's just the most revealing um, experience for actors to, he calls it public solitude, you know, think of three things that you would, your character would do. It's a character private moment that your character would do that. If someone walked in the room, you would die. Hmm. And suddenly you're risking personally. And you're also learning about who your character is, your inner life of the character. But all this to say, you know, Stanislavsky, an actor prepares is, I have read it ridiculous amount of times and I always get something out of it. And this is the translation, the English translation. You know, I don't, I can't even imagine what it'd be in Russian, but he's so articulate about the actor's instrument and giving tools and all of them, all of our great, you know, Teachers that have passed down these techniques that we used came from the group theater, which was formed off of Stanislavski's um, writing. So Meisner, Adler, and Strasberg were all together um, creating brilliantly for several years before they split off. And method, in a nutshell, is you know finding the truth and you know finding you know, how you can truthfully interpret imaginary circumstances and what to concentrate on in order to do that. So, you know, Meisner um, wonderfully has um, certain concentrations, you know, Adler wonderfully, you know, it was apparently brilliant at script analysis, which of course is very important. Mm -hmm. And with Strasbourg you also have the option of the sensory work, which I have found to be really essential, um, in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one easy, uh, example is, you know, let's say you're playing an alcoholic, you know, I think that's really hard, you know, Kirsten Dunst in power of the dog, you know, she just did it, did it brilliantly. She was playing a a woman who is progressively yes. drinking a lot.
0: I and- was just thinking of that movie Kimberly. It's so funny you said that. It's so funny you said that. I was thinking it, it, real quick because what's interesting is I'm curious to hear your opinion. I, I really liked a lot of it. I thought there were some moments where they could have had more private moments where we could have learned a little bit more. I mean, there were some, but there were like they, they, they there was so much so much going on there, you know? There was so much happening. My gosh, yeah. Okay, sorry, but that's so funny you said that movie. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. Well,
2: that was a very, um, you know, I know Benedict Cumberbatch stayed in character the whole time, yeah, you yeah. know, they used a lot of these, um, techniques to open up the unconscious and bring that into yeah. the world. Um, so, you know, in certain circumstances, it's really helpful to, to have that, have that sensory work. Um, it can be really evocative for, for the actor. And in other circumstances, you know, if you're auditioning for a a commercial or, you know, a sitcom that might be a little much, Mm -hmm. you -hmm. know? So it's, it's just good to have different tools because you're, you're doing, if if you're lucky, you're, you're doing such a range of material and to stay open-minded, you know, so that, if something comes in that's necessary, that can be really helpful to you. Okay. I'm going to try that, you know? Well, Um, I think
0: that's, those tools can help bridge the gaps sometimes, Kimberly, if you feel like, Oh, I'm here and I'm trying to get there. And if you don't have the tools or the options of things to try to kind of, you know, bridge that you sometimes, you know, you can, you can feel that as an actor or whatever, or, you know, you can feel that the director, you know, it's just like, you're not there, you know? And so how do you get there? And I, I love that, that, um, uh, what you're talking about with that. Yeah. I think that's, so um, when you, when you teach uh, these things, um, are there exercises, Kimberly, that you like to give um, people uh, that, that, that kind of seem to spark things? Like, do you like to dive into the script analysis? Do you like to give them stuff for the body for like, where do you kind of like to go um, when you're teaching and stuff?
2: We go everywhere. Um, um, you know, I have uh, three clients that I, I won't say their names, but you would know them, and so basically, what we do is we work on they're they're on a TV show or they're on a movie. So depending on you know one of them, we just did an animal exercise. So I mm-hmm. don't know if you've heard of the animal work. Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, so basically, I don't know. Did you see Foxcatcher with Yes, 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 yes,
0: the wrestling one. Yeah, yeah, the
2: wrestling one. And then did you see um, uh, Nightcrawler? Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah.
2: So, in um, Foxcatcher, Mark Ruffalo and Channing Tatum did animal work, and in Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal did Mm. animal work, and apparently, England has caught has um, caught on because now that all the Crown is doing it. But basically, what you're doing (laughs) is um, the cast of the Crown, you know, Mm -hmm. but that there you study an animal. And you really embody the animal, you really sort of become the animal, like you were a little kid, I'm a wolf or whatever, but you you're studying them, you're studying their habits, you're studying their behavior, how they use their body, how they use their eyes, what, how they're if they're a predator, what are they thinking about? And it helps you get into your instincts. But when you stand the animal up, suddenly you have found behavior and a way to hold your body, move your body, etc., that you would have never come up with as in your human imagination. So if you go back and watch Foxcatcher, Mark Ruffalo is a gorilla. He's a gorilla. I mean, he's just flat out a gorilla. If you, if you watch, you know, he's a human, but he's really, he's got the posture. He's doing the the scratching he's, you know, the whole thing, if you watch night crawler, you know, Jake is a coyote, his eyes, mm. you know, are, are yeah. wide open the, the way he's and in that performance, I have to say it's some of the best animal work I've seen because he really took on the psychology of the animal as well. He turned the animal way up. So you do, we, I do these animal workshops and you know, depending on the character, you, you, maybe you're just using one thing that you found at the end. You know, just the mm. the, the way you your eyes gaze, or
1: you know, this, the, the
2: way you're holding yourself, or your, your rhythm, or something, or your voice. Or oh, but then you know, in that case, for example, he turned it way up. So he was like 90%. This reminds 90%. me of um
1: Anthony Hopkins in Science of the Lambs, too. He was doing like lizard, right? Or wasn't there like some sort yes. of yeah, and you when you know that and you see it, you go, Oh my god, yes, <laughs> like this it completely explains everything.
2: And you don't want to know it, yeah, right? No. And like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> guys, these things I'm telling you are a secret. You do not have <laughs> to tell people what you're doing, you know, uh, know because yeah. you don't know. You're ju- mm-hmm. You just you just Attribute it to some kind of genius. That's that's so brilliant. How did that actor yeah. come up with that? And I like that. I prefer that. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't I, I like lo-
2: to give your secrets away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, don't give the secrets away. And I and I love it. And what that what I, I'm also thinking about what that does is it leads to behavior, and behavior is such an interesting thing where our eyes are so good. With, you know, we follow the behavior. That's what we're really watching, you know, where you watch like a great scene and sometimes you can't even remember barely any of the lines, but you remember the behavior that was happening, you know. And I think with what you're saying, it also, the animal work, um, Kimberly, it can lead to like spontaneous behavior, you know, and that's really, that's really exciting and interesting, not only for the director, but also for, for an actor you know um that's why when i tell corbin he's like i want to be a cow again i'm like cow is not an interesting animal <laughs> choice corbin they're not very active um but no but it, it 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 makes me think of i remember uh you know first of all hand of uh, power of the dog it did remind me a lot of fool for love i thought of that mm. the, the play we we did together kimberly there's a lot of elements of, of that but i remember when we first started rehearsal for fool for love the play that kimberly directed that i was in uh, Corbin, I would take a lot of chances. I would do a lot of behavior, and Kim would be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> nope, stop. That's done." And then she'd be like, "No, what is it? Ooh, I like that. Okay, keep it." You know, yeah. but 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 there was there was the behavior was the lines were already written, and and in a sense, like there was a lot there, but but kind of finding the behavior was part of the fun journey that I think was really cool to explore. That's not really kind of written out on the page. You know, the lines are written out there. The story is kind of written out there. So the actor, one of the great things they can bring besides themselves and the emotion, and all those things is like the behavior. And I think that's like, you mentioned Joaquin. I mean, you know, you think of the the Joker or whatever, and the behavior in that movie is just, just, just wacky, but in an awesome way, you know, really unique, specific, intriguing way, you know? And I think that's a really cool. So I, I love that, uh, Kimberly. I love bringing up the animal exercise because I think that's a great,
1: that's a great way. Uh, to, to unlock that. And kind of in that same world, Kimberly, do you ever when you're writing or directing, do you any use that kind of animal work? Uh, like when you're writing the script in the beginning, are you kind of imagining how you kind of want this person to be? Or do you like to be surprised, like you're saying? Or how do you like to dive into that?
2: Well, for me, behavior is only interesting, like the Joker I'm, is one of my favorite performances. And, um, you know, that for example, that operatic dancing that he went into. I know that came out of the moment and behavior is only interesting if it doesn't come from here. Like I don't, I don't ascribe Mm -hmm. to, okay, it's going to be really interesting if I do this. Mm -hmm. I think that that can be disconnected again, going back to, you know, believing that the character is a three-dimensional human being. Right. But, you know, for that, I know that came out of what I call, well, his inner life, you know, he had developed this very layered inner life and then he just felt like doing that. So when the behavior can when you can create an atmosphere for an actor that the behavior comes out of an impulse, um, that's when you're going to get the the real genius, you know, because that's when the unconscious is sort of feeding the, the conscious mind. And uh, and like John said, you know, it's that's the actor's job, right, is to is to live is to bring the words to life. Um, You know, it's interesting because I guess I'll, I'll just tell you guys, I'll just admit my, my um, private moment, which is that I think because I acted all my life, what happens to me when I'm writing is it's a kind of channeling that's happening. And I don't know if it's that I'm acting all the characters in some way, But I, I just trust it because it's, it's working, you know, right now. Um, but certainly getting myself into a relaxed space. So, you know, my son makes fun of me because if I'm in the zone and he even walks in the room, I mean, I'm very, I need a lot of quiet and concentration to drop in, Mm -hmm. You know, so um, certainly that, again, this, you know, opening up to, you know, sometimes, you know, how first thing in the morning when you wake up and you're still in that sort of dream state, sometimes I think that's when we're our most open, you know, and relaxed and things can, can come through. Um, and as a director, it's, it's really, um, you know, I prep, 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 and then when I get there, I, it's really about seeing what's needed in the moment. And, and intuition is so important for all of us and in all the crafts, you know, tr- having, a, trusting your gut, trusting your intuition.
1: And I really like how you, cause like, I think the best scripts are when they're not directory, like they they've write it in a way that's like, here's the framework, but you can kind of bring what you want. And I love what you said earlier, which is, I'm gonna start doing this too. It's like asking those questions for yourself. Um, I was doing that instinctively, but I didn't actually know that fr- like that phrase to me is beautiful. I think that's a ch- such a great way to like frame what you're looking at for the script, because all you can do is bring yourself and it goes into your eyes. It goes into all the things that you're doing. Um, and I think that that's why I was curious how you write, cause I was wondering what, what's the framework and what, what do you do to be able to write something? So psychologically thrilling, but it's hard to do that. That's a fine line. It's once again, it's simple, but not, not easy. Yeah. And, and I wanted the other thing, thing on,
2: on that. 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 Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I just? No, you? No,
1: go. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Oh, okay, I just I...
1: <laughs> Zoom life. It's all right. <laughs>
2: Zoom. Um, the the other um, what was I just thinking about? Oh, the other thing about the method that I I I love is, you know, um, research. Mm. You know, that's a big tenet of you know what they call method acting. Is that you know um you you. Listen, I, I if I don't know a space that I'm writing about, I I go visit it because I don't want to guess. I don't want to be offensive, you know, to the yeah. people that. And for example, with "Fool for Love," you know, Meddy, um, Meddy, uh, May. I call them Medi, like Brangelina. May and Eddie <laughs> went to Montana. I love that. You know, they went to Montana they because they. Did, yeah. they grew up in a trailer park and these two actors have never seen a trailer. (laughs) So like, we are going to Montana and, you know, that research helped them so much because they were able to really understand, you know, their characters, um, situations, you know, how they grew up and everything like that. So I, that's, that's, that research can really, be so helpful you know going back to jake he drove uh you know he rode around with the police for end of watch you know stuff like that can be really informative
0: i love that and, and kimberly one of the things i was thinking about when you were saying those things is how you are very like i, feel, I consider you like a doer like you're you're doing things you're mm-hmm. creating things you're writing which is which is uh, I love that. I mean, I'm I'm always striving to 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 do, you know, and I try to encourage people to, to you know to create things because you don't know you, you can put a lot of time into this film and it can be great or it can be, you know, bad. But at least you made it and at least you created it versus you know you talked about it and then nothing nothing happened. So you, mm. you that's that's how you you know you you got to kind of continue to churn. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, the short I heard Sarah and kind of how that came about and kind of the, how you worked with the actors. Your son was part of that too. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I just am curious. Cause that was something that you like, you know, that you directed and, you know, created. And so I just, you know, maybe um, kind of inspiration for other future directors that want to, you know, get, get things moving, like how that kind of came about.
2: Yeah. Um, very organically. That was my, it's actually my first feature. It's a
0: feature, oh, okay, great yeah, a feature. Great, just, great, great yes.
2: And we just got a um a sales agent, and so hopefully it will be available. It won't be in the mm. theaters. it's it was a it was a feature that I shot in seven days for two hundred thousand dollars.
0: what? Wow.
2: And you know, when you see it, I don't think that you'll at least the feedback has been really. um, That was how much it cost because we got, listen, exactly what you're talking about. We got one of Elton John's mansions on sunset. We shot at the PCH. The locations are gorgeous. And it was just a lot of artists coming together with, you know, a lot of passion and um, using their skills. And what I got to do in that experience is you know, I'm, I'm attached to direct three features of much bigger budgets right now, but that gave me that experience of, I wanted to direct a feature. I wanted to, to see it through. I wanted to, and so I didn't wait, like I, you sometimes have to do, you know, for years and years and years. I just, you know, like yourself really, value being proactive and keeping myself alive and learning and growing and and creative so that came out of an actor that I was working with I was coaching and oh, okay. he he had a personal story and it was really compelling and um personal and and we started developing it just as a story and then it sort of felt like a short and then it sort of felt like oh wait a minute maybe we have more than a short here and um you know he had the, um, uh, he had fine, uh, an ability to finance, you know, he had a connection that wanted to, to support him in that way, which is a big help.
0: <laughs> definitely can help. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, and you know, I just pulled together the best people that I knew. And then, um, e- Ethan, my son, who's, who's such, I just love his work so much, um, you know, we gave him just a, a line. You know, I just said, "Listen, he can play," and then it just kept growing because it was a lot of. Imp- I used a lot of improvisation mm. in the piece, and gotcha. he's good at improvisation. So they were like, "Give him, give him more, give him more." <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, but, but,
0: you know, Kimberly. With that, I guess my and and that's hundred percent what I was thinking about. And but you know, you and that actor started getting it going, and then pieces started to come in and I know I'm sure pieces probably fell out and then came back, but it took some momentum and that's what helped get it going. But, you know, a lot of times it's like you, maybe you and that actor driving that train and that can feel like a lot and it does take a lot, you know? And I think that's where you're saying like you can wait for things and, and sometimes you have to for a project, you know, if you're waiting for a certain actor or things like that, but also kind of driving that train you know, I kind of, um, sometimes I call it like, it's like good stress. You're putting stress on yourself. Cause you're like, I really want to make this feature, but it is stressful. It is work, you know, but when you get that momentum going, then pieces start to come in that maybe you didn't expect or, you know, that work out. Oh, we got this location. We got this. And that kind of happened because, you know, you and that actor started driving that, that train, you know? So I love hearing that that's great. Well,
2: that's, I'm always, you know, when, when you're working so hard all the time
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so much of the work is solitary, I, I've, I'm always, I always feel like I'm just starving for more good partners. Mm-hmm. You know, I always, yes. cause that's, it helps so much to have that, even if it's one person yep. that you're leaning on to, you know, really make something happen, you know, yep. rather than, than feeling like you're doing it by yourself. It's, and I think that's sort of the plight of what we do, you know, because so much of the work is, is solitary. And then,
1: yeah, you can feel like you're in a, you can feel like you're in a silo kind of by yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like
0: where's, where's the collaboration. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think it's great. I'm gonna
1: get a little gushy, but uh, like we're working with John on this podcast, like it definitely like having somebody who like compliments you as well. Like we both are picking up the pieces and it's really important to have that. Cause it's so hard. Like I could only imagine doing a podcast by yourself. It's just like, there's a million to one things that we aren't doing, you know, and we have two people doing it. Right. And I, and if you're a director, writer, actor, like all the things get so complicated so quickly. And it's, it's kind of taking those wins and taking those losses where you can and having somebody who can be there with you and go like, yeah, that's a loss, but
0: that's all right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a good thing. you know. Totally. If you're, if you're maybe up and they're down or they're, you know, yep. they're, they're down you know, and I think it's like, I used to say my wife and I, Kimberly, were opposites, which we are, but I also say now we're, co- we're complementary, right? And so um, what I what we say is like, you know, Annie's really great at planning for the moment and I'm great at enjoying the moment. And those work really well together. Those work <laughs> really nice well sense. together. I know, it works really well together. And, and it's funny because it happens with Corbin too, where I'm like, Corbin, we got to do these thousand other things. He's like, what's the thing you call creep or something? Like, let's just do this scope one creep. thing. <laughs> yeah. Scope creep. He calls it scope creep because my scope can really gets wider and why he's like, let's just let's focus. Just on. And I'm like, narrow, good narrow. point, good point. <laughs> point and then let's do it so then we do it but it's like in i think that's with what you're talking about kimberly finding great partners is one of the greatest actually it is it's one of the greatest things you can do because it's also that's part of the journey mm-hmm. right the 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 journey you go on with those people hopefully the end thing is something but in the business we're in you don't always know You know, you can work your butt off and a play can not do well. You can work your butt off and a play can be great. And, you know, so I think that journey is where you're spending a lot of your time. So hopefully um, it's with people that, you know, you enjoy working with and, and, you know, you're working together in a positive way and pushing each other. Right.
2: But it's very easy. I would say, you know, the biggest mistakes I've made have been when I haven't, um, when I've made a decision for the wrong reason, I made a decision because someone was really shiny or I made a decision because I thought my manager would really like that decision. Or I made a decision because I thought the industry would really like that decision, you know, and it's so important to what you're saying, you know, every single person you want to have like-minded people around you, you know, and not compromise on that, you know, it, do your due diligence, you know, really ask yourself, you know, just how, what, what kind of energy does this bring to me? You know, does this make me feel creative? Do I feel open? Do I feel like I can trust this? Listen to that, you know, cause it's, that's, I think what's going to give you, you know, a satisfying experience and in, in everything that you do, if you really take that seriously.
0: Yeah. I love that. I was thinking just when you were saying that Kimberly, just with your directing have there there's obviously on set experience what about and and your history in acting are there any like directing i mean i know you mentioned um stanislavsky's book are there any like directing books you really like i feel like those are a little harder to find you Mm -hmm. know i mean a little more challenging but i don't know if any of those jump out jump out at you like because for people that are you know i think now is a great time for you know to be a director or a writer director actor director if you want but it's like if people are still kind of learning about that what would you you know besides being on set what 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 else um kind of would you well advise
2: yeah I mean in in my you know in my grad programs we read so many wonderful books um you know about directing like I, I remember there's one directors on directors and it will take you from um you know, just if there's a chapter from the voice of many, many, many different directors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I love Elia Kazan's book on directing. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: what's uh, But, what's that book but I've
2: it? been doing recently, not to sound non-literary, but I am just devouring director's mm-hmm. podcasts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I love the director's podcast. There's, it's just, there's just, it, you know, you can't imagine there's directors on directing, there's, um, you know, there's of course the variety roundtables with all of the current yep. directors that are talking about their projects. But I find that to be really insightful for now because you know, a lot of the directors that are directing now don't have a book, you know what I mean? Yep,
0: true, good point. No, yeah. so I,
2: I want to hear what how J- I want to hear what Jane Campion did, I want to hear what Maggie mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal did, you know, I want to mm-hmm. hear, you know, what what the, how they approached their movies now
0: that's great I, you know what i love about that is um uh <laughs> i was just talking to a buddy one of the uh uh <laughs> sorry i'm laughing because um uh when i first moved to la I, I studied at playhouse west which is meisner and they had a reading list and I don't think that reading list has changed in like 40 years. So that's the reason I'm laughing. Um, So please play us. West people don't get mad, but most of their books are way old. I'm with you. And the thing is even, and so by having something current, I think is great. And that's really interesting Kimberly, because that's, you know, when, um, when I worked a lot, like in commercial casting and stuff, I was, people would ask about cat, Commercial casting classes, and I was like, "Well, try to find like you know either a session director or casting director that's like currently casting. Not like a ton, ton changes. Like a lot of the some things are the same, but like you want someone that's current with the pulse. And so I love what you're saying. That's one of the nice things about a podcast is like you're getting what's going on and what they're using right now, what's available, what the technology is, you know, where they're using it or not using it." I think that's lovely. I think that's great. So sorry. And then did you say one of the pocket, is it called directing on directing? I'm just curious. Cause I, I, yeah. It's yeah directors,
2: okay, okay. On directing. directors on directing. Yep. Um, oh, I yeah. can, I'll email you yeah. when I open my phone back at my yeah. director's library. It's, it's really, it's just Beautiful. fascinating. Yeah. And like you said too, you know, the cameras are different than they were 50 yep. years ago. And yep. You know, but it's it really is inspiring. It's educational, yeah, but yeah. A, a lot of times it's just kind of comforting and inspiring.
0: Yes. <laughs> totally, it's it's kind of like it can be kind of like a like a like a recharge thing in a sense of like okay, let me hear, let me get some idea. Oh, that's giving me ideas that could be part of that or something totally different. Um, and you know, Kimberly, bringing a full circle. What it reminds me of is like, I remember when I was playing my best basketball, I was living, breathing, sleeping basketball. I was marinating in basketball. And I think that's one of the things that like, and it's because I loved it too. Um, but I think, you know, and now uh, with what you're talking about, it's like, you you kind of have to live and breathe and sleep it for a while, you know, maybe not all the time. So you're going crazy, but you you really do kind of have to, you know, get into it and be listening because- because it is really competitive and people are really good. And so you have to find what excites you. And I feel like a podcast can be for you. Like I saw your eyes light up Mm -hmm. because you're like, Oh, this is good. This is, you know, but this is, this is great. This is current is what I want. And I think that's
1: important, you know, although if it's drudgery all the time, that can be pretty, pretty rough. You know, I was just, Uh, I was just listening to a podcast with Tom Hanks and he was talking about his directing versus acting. And he's like, I like directing, but he, he said, that you have to do the thing that you love. Because if you don't love it, you're, it it's going to be hard. You know, like directing was very hard for him. Acting comes super natural for him. I mean, I'm sure he's yep. put a lot of work in, but but it's like yeah. exactly as you're talking about. You have to like live and breathe it. You better love it. And I think that's an important aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's and for sure. that
2: can change. You keep checking in with yourself. You Mm. know, that can change. Sorry, John. No, I think
0: that's great. That that can change. And I think it's okay. And it can kind of expand if you're like, well, I'm a director, but then you're like, well, maybe I'll try writing. I think that's okay too. No, what I was going to say is um, I was just thinking about like opportunities and when they, when they come and who you want to work with. And so like, whenever Kimberly calls me, Corbin, I answer the phone. I'm like, what's going on? And, 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 and one of the lovely times when she called me, I just wanted to share this was, um, she's like, John, do you want to do a table read for this play or something? I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm in, you know, she's like, also, you'll be reading with Al Pacino. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, and so, and so, and, and, and that experience was one of those things. And the reason I bring that up is not to name drop, which I did, but also to say, what happened at that table read is no different than table reads I've done at my apartment with a couple other actor buddies, gals and friends. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the exact yeah. same thing. There was no difference. There was literally, I mean, there's really no difference, you know? And, and so the reason I say that is like, there's nothing stopping you from getting a group together, people you love, putting together a play, putting it up. There's nothing stop you from getting your iPhone, shooting some stuff. Like all that stuff is readily, readily available. And I feel like, I guess what I'm saying is when that opportunity knocks on the door, I feel like Kimberly, you are like stepping in that door whenever you can. Mm -hmm. And that's why you've got, you know, firsthand films and you're directing and you've done acting. I think that's really, really great. And it's really inspiring and teaching. Um, And it's not, it's not easy to do, but like keep, continue
1: to step in, gets you in great projects, you know, gets you great opportunities. Right. I actually kind of want to piggyback because I'm curious about firsthand films. Like how did you, Like, what was that journey like starting that? And like, also, why did you start it? Like, was there something in that moment that you needed to kind of, um, make a, make an LLC to, to fund something or like, what, what was that journey? Cause it's so, once again, you're such a doer and I don't know how you do it. (laughs) So you have so many things on your plate.
2: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, some people criticize that, but we don't. Mm -mm. No, I love it. We (laughs) don't criticize that. No. I'm obsessed. <laughs> is, that, um, is this
0: Ethan? Is this your son? Is your son listening? Ethan? No.
2: <laughs> no, he's he's over by you.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha.
2: That's um, nice. yeah. Um, my first short. My I I'm a, so I one of my MFAs is in playwriting. So I've I've always theater is always my first love, and I in someone a couple from um Zurich, um they had taken a, one of my workshops online and they said, do you, they knew I was a writer and they said, did you, do you have any plays that we could turn into a film? You know, hopefully a short because we want to act in something. And, um, I said, you know what, I have this play that when it did really well, it won some awards in New York, but people often said that could be a film. Do you want to read it? And then, um, they read it and they said, "Okay, well, we want to do this. It's a three-person, so we just had to cast one other character, and there was a couple in it, and they were a couple. It's like, okay, I, I, great." And they said, "And we want you to direct it." And at this point, I had not even considered filmmaking as oh, a, a, you know. Yeah. And I remember I was like, "Oh my god!" And this is through email, and then I was talking to my mom, and and I told her, and I said, "You know, I'm not a film director," and she was like, "You say yes." and <laughs> oh she's like why can't you do- just say yes and so i listened to her and i said yes and it was the funniest thing because then all of these different skill sets had a place to all live as one and then i have not stopped directing since i mean it was it was actually quite meant to be and i um had to start firsthand films because something around you know their funding and my funding i had to have something in place here but it's been really handy Mm -hmm. to have a production company because then i you know i've been producing out of that entity now um so yeah it came it just came through that process
1: that's amazing yeah it's 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 a lot of work but it kind of seems like it's it's growing which is amazing too (laughs) you know like it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger which is a good thing (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah so if- i mean it's it's not i accounting and stuff like that is not my forte <laughs> i will never my mother will never talk me into that let's put it that way
1: <laughs> just do it just do accounting <laughs> no. yeah. well
0: i just i want to kind of um uh, wrap things up here and just say you know when 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 we did fool for love corbin kimberly was in the audience every night wow as a director as as a support team as a a, a cheerleader in the best way and i just want to say you know if if as as a as probably one of the most committed director teachers that i've worked with uh i think is you know kimberly you're you're amazing in that in that sense you know like when you're committed to something you are in it 110% and i think that's really a lovely lovely quality so i just you know share that with the listeners share that with you and um, just want to say it's such a pleasure to have you here and just let people know that.
2: Oh, thank you, John. It was such a pleasure to work with your talent. Such a pleasure to work with your talent.
0: It takes, it needs work. There's just a little bit there. So you really (laughs) got to build it as much as you can, but no, it was, it was lovely uh, working together and, and to continue to work together. That's another thing. This is this, you know, Kimberly has been We've stayed in contact, which I think is if you find people that your artists you connect with, try to stay in contact even when life kind of leads you other directions for a while. I think that's really great, and it, I think that's okay. They don't have to be in your life every day, to still be people you want to collaborate with. You know,
2: absolutely
0: right. So, um, Kimberly, thank you so much for all your wisdom, and you know, like I said, I I would. Always recommend you for any project as a director, if anyone ever asked me. So thank you so much for, for and teacher. So thank you so much for for being here.
2: And well, thank you so much. It was such yeah. a such a wonderful way to start my day.
0: <laughs> great. Awesome. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us on the, uh, the Moving Spotlight podcast. Thanks so much. Yes.
2: Congratulations, guys, on this.
0: <laughs> thank you. Appreciate Have it. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Moving Spotlight podcast. Try to change it up there, yeah, Thank you. <laughs> hey there,
1: boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. Uh,
0: please rate and review us on your podcast app of choice.
1: And uh, we're on YouTube, so please like and subscribe there. Hit the bell. Do all the things. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, we'd love your support. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Moving
2: Spotlight podcast.